live in front of a fireside audience, it's The Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and what does the word retirement mean to you? Finally parading out the Pokemon cards or prank phone calls to Joe's mom? Maybe spending hours binging the Golden Girls? What, just me? Well, regardless, I think we can agree that the traditional definition of retirement is fading. To share their takes on the new, new retirement, let's welcome from the House of Five podcast, Wendy Mays. And hey from Hey there. And this is my time. Wendy. And from lenpenzo.com. No jokes today folks because I think it's time we respect our elders. It's the honorable Len Penzo. And from this here podcast, it's OG. And that's not all. Midway through this discussion, I'll make sure to regale you with some music related trivia. And now, a guy who is about to regale us with his amazing show opening segue with some witty repartee, it's Joe Salcihai. Hey there, stackers. I don't, I, I feel pressure. Like I got to say something big and I'm just not coming up with it, Doug. So no smooth segue this time. <laughs> it's no, this time or, Shocking. or yeah, never. Hey everybody. Welcome to Friday or Friday. It's the Stacky Benjamin show. I am Joe Salcihai as Doug so politely just mentioned. We've got a great team here today with me. Let's get right to them across the card table from me. It's Mr. OG. Say what? How are you, my friend? Fantastic. It doesn't feel like a Friday. It does not feel like Friday. Why? It why? Like we... the beginning of a week, but um... <laughs> it does. But you know what? It's going to be a great show, OG. You know why? Why? Because deep under Los Angeles, Mr. Len Penzo's joining us. Yeah. And you know what? I'm a little sore. I'm just going to tell you right now. Oh? Yes. Um, just, Doug, just to just let you know, I've been kind of practicing trying to be you. I was practicing how you do the opening and the close of the show. You do it so well. And, uh, you know, when that part where you go, it's, oh, oh ow. I, I think I gave myself a hernia yesterday. <laughs> it's tough. I'm an, I'm an elite athlete, Len, and it takes years and years of lung training. Yeah. Well, is that where it's coming from the lungs? I don't know, but I think I pulled something a little lower than that. Uh, hey, oh, uh, anyways, it's a, fam- it's a oh, fam- well. family show, Len. We've, <laughs> we've, uh, by the way, we're giving you all the props today, Len. Just thank you for being you. Just got to say big thanks for being Mr. Len Penzo. Yeah, Wendy the honorable part, that kind of threw me there. That's uh, pretty good. But thank you. Yes. you're it, any, <laughs> Anything we can do. And the woman here who's going to make the show, the woman was so excited to be introduced, she decided to take over the open. Wendy Mays is here. I'm sorry. I had to make a show of the, the, <laughs> the X chromosome in the room. <laughs> she, Wendy, have you, Wendy, have you ever listened to the show? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Like, well, then you got to know you come in later. But that's fine because we're happy hearing you early and often. I'm so happy to be talking to you. Tell the three people that don't know about the House of Five what you and Curtis do there. Well, we are on the journey to financial independence, um, retiring early. And we started at a pretty bleak place. And so we want to lock arms with other moms and dads who want to be on that journey to financial independence as well. Hey, tell me about that because you 
you have this incredible journey that you're on. Tell everybody how many children you have. <laughs> we have six altogether. I and I'm currently visiting my my oldest, my 25 year old in Phoenix, hiding out in her closet. I'm hiding from all of the other children. <laughs> My youngest is seven and my oldest is 25. And uh, yeah, so six kids. And how you got there is is an awesome story for another day. But it is, yeah. I know you guys live a full life. You have a lot of fun. And I love following what you do at House of Fi. We're going to talk today retirement. And Wendy's on the journey. Len is crossing that milestone any second. OG's helped several hundred people retire. So let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's get this party started. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's piece comes to us from uh, Minify, which is by our friend Adam. Adam wrote this great piece called Startup Fire, where he has this new, uh, not really new idea, you know, and I'm not really a fan of all the different uh, fire acronyms that are out there, Coast Fi and Fat Fi and Lean Fi. But for people who don't even know what fire is, it is financial independence, retire early. That's the movement. And Adam talks about startup Fi this way. He says, using the skills you learn during your life in a way where you have full creative control and the required outcome is no longer ge generating revenue. In other words, Len, let's start with you since you're maybe retiring here soon. Uh, this idea of creativity and still doing lots of stuff uh, resonate with you? Yeah. I mean, if you've got of course. I mean, if you've got skills and you can leverage them, leverage them on your own terms, then why wouldn't you, right? I mean, if you're going to retire or, you know, leave the corporate job and you're just, you don't want to do that and work for the man, by all means, yes, absolutely. Leverage, leverage yourself. Are you going to keep making money then after you quote retire? Uh, well, yeah, that's part, part of my retirement, um, 
Yes, that's of of course. Yeah, you will have some side income coming in. So this really does speak to you because Adam works on projects here all the time just to give people an idea of the piece that we're looking at that a lot of people in our audience can't see. We'll have a link, by the way, on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. But when when it comes to this OG, do you find that this is more and more the case where people are continuing to work, bring in side income like Len's talking about? Well, I think even more recently with the great resignation, you're seeing that where people are just changing, you know, from their full-time gig to their three part-time gigs or whatever it looks like, uh, and focusing on the stuff that they want to do as opposed to kind of that nine to five job, you know, that, uh, that, that we've been conditioned to, to recognize is not the thing that we want to do for the rest of our lives. Wendy, for you and Curtis, I know you guys have changed, I think, following you more to things that you enjoy doing and away from the things you don't. Yeah, more more for me. Kurt will probably always um, work as a teacher. That's kind of his passion. Um, but for me, absolutely. Though I would say that if I were on this journey maybe 15 years ago, it, it might look very, very different um, because we are creating and we're not relying on the income. I probably would have pushed myself, you know, more to make an income out of this kind of phase in my life if I were younger, but because I'm, you know, I'm, I just turned 50 and I have no problem with just sitting on the beach. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, here, here. So, <laughs> I mean, I love, I love what I'm doing, and we are. Our intention is to generate income um, with our our side business, but not so much so that we are 100 percent dependent on it. it. It's more about choice at this point. When, when you talk about earlier days, do you mean that you would have worked harder for income quicker to get here sooner so you could sit on the beach sooner or, or, or that you <laughs> no. would have had this kind of halfway existence where you're working on creative projects because you like them mm-hmm. and you can be a little bit more choosy? My, I, I guess what I'm getting at is that my mindset t- 10 years ago versus my mindset now is, is very different. And a lot of that has to do with adopting the boys. Mm. Um, so that, you know, I was all about like the vision boards and self-help and improvement and building a business. And I was going to create this humongous law practice and have, you know, associates who were going to be earning our income for us. But I just don't have it in me to do that anymore. And I don't want to do that anymore. It was more of finding a way for us to design a lifestyle for ourselves at retirement that would fit what our life looked at look, looks like now with the boys. Have I think you brought up something interesting, Wendy? And oh, gee, when Wendy was talking, I heard her say that her view on retirement has changed. Have you right. found that as long as you've been in the field that people, as they get closer to retirement or things happen in their life, that it changes a lot or a little? I think that a couple of shifts happen during the kind of your younger years, for whatever reason, uh, there, there, there was, although maybe it's not as much anymore, this, this push toward like, you got to have the job or you got to have the career that is, uh, money sustaining, you know, lifestyle sustaining, even if you don't particularly like it. And, and somewhere in your twenties or thirties, I think late twenties or thirties and maybe early forties, people start recognizing that, um, 
it kind of sucks to go to work every day for a really long time. So then you kind of sort of maybe think, okay, I'd get my, my, my stuff together, so to speak. But then the interesting shift that happens if you haven't thought about what's after that, even if you're a good saver, or a good investor, and you get to the point where you're maybe 50 or 55 and you're financially independent or you have the opportunity to be, if you haven't thought about what's next, then it's almost like, well, why do I want to stop doing this? I'm good at this. I know the, I know the outcome of this. And you're also in your peak earning years. And so the struggle becomes once you get to that financial independence, which is, sounds so glorious on one side of the, uh, one side of the equation, you say, God, I can't wait to get there. And then you do get there and you go, well, maybe I don't want to do it because I don't want to quit my job because those idiots are paying me $100,000 a year or $200,000 a year. <laughs> is that where you're at, Len? Well, you know, to OG's point, you know, I've thought a lot about, you know, what comes next. And, and I've, I've, I finally know exactly what I need to do. And it's follow the light, just head for the light. That's what, that's what we're supposed <laughs> to do. It's not a train. No. <laughs> so just, just let go and, and head for the light. It sounds like you're that's my next. That's what's next for me. But this, I bet, th- but <laughs> this sounds horrible. <laughs> but I bet, but I bet, Len, there was a point in time where mathematically it was sound for you to retire, right? And then also in the back of your mind, you were thinking, "But those idiots are paying me all this money." Yeah, like well, maybe I, that's I'll where just I'm hang out at. a little bit longer. And that's where I'm at still right now. I mean, when I think about what I'm going to walk away from, it's it's uh, sometimes I'm I'm kicking my like. D- uh, do you nice know what flex, you're doing? By the way, it's breathtaking how much money you're walking away. <laughs> well, I, you know, I well, well, you know, compared to what I'm going to be earning in retirement, <laughs> let's put it that way. Okay, sure. I mean, it's it's um, it's just it's hard. But somebody said they're going to do it. I am doing it. I am doing it. Yeah. A guest, a time management expert, Len talked about this recently and said that, uh, we, we tend to undervalue, uh, time and we overvalue money. So in other words, you think, well, Hey, I'll just stay there another year or two, right? While they continue to pay me that, that, that's why you're kicking yourself. But when you think about time, we have no idea how long we're going to be here. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is the lines cross when you're young, you value money way more than time. And as you get older, uh, you know, uh, up there into your fifties and start, you see, yeah, you know, you see the end zone there and you, you, you know, and, and you realize time is precious and you don't want to waste it. <laughs> Go toward the light, seeing the end zone. How, well, how morbid been, are no, you hey, today? No, no, but, but no, but, but well, I am sore. Remember I told him I'm, I'm feeling sore. <laughs> I'm feeling my age, but no, I mean, Hey, this is, this is legitimate. This is stuff that, you know, really it's to have a frank discussion and that's what I'm doing here. I mean, I know when you're yeah. in your 30s and 40s, you just don't think about it as much. But as I'm getting older, I'm thinking about it. I'm not trying to be macabre or anything, but it's just life, you know. There's no big deal about, you know, yeah. it's just the way it is. Wendy, you said you just had a milestone birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> Thank you uh, very did, much. Did you find that that changed your outlook as well? Yeah, but it was a, it was a long time coming. <laughs> it was it was it was about five years coming of just a shift in, in what I needed, what my family needed, but 50 did hit me, hit me pretty hard. And, and just realizing like, gosh, that's a half a century, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, our bodies are, are, you know, they don't recover like they used to. And, um, you know, your skin isn't the way it, just everything. <laughs> and just starting to realize like, 
I'm on the, I'm on the downside and I should, you know, stop putting things off. Like it's time to do the things and go after the things that I've been putting off for a long time, waiting for it to be, you know, the ideal moment. We heard this song from the Arrhythmics on the radio that they came out with a few years ago uh, when they got back together briefly to make one more album. And, and the song was called 17 Again. And Annie Lennox was singing, I feel like I'm 17 again. And Cheryl turned to me and said, would you want to be 17 again? And I'm like, oh, hell no. I, 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 like, I like where I'm at here. Uh, Wendy, I don't know about you. I like where I'm at too, but it's, uh, in my mind, I, I feel the, the best in a lot of ways than I have in my whole entire life. Um, I feel like our marriage is in the best place it's ever been. My relationship with my kids is the best it's ever been. I love where we live. I love where we are financially, but my, you know, I'm sitting here looking at myself and I, I see, you know, some wrinkles in my neck and, <laughs> you know, your body just doesn't necessarily cooperate. <laughs> but I've also found different than when I was 30 or some of the people in the fire movement who are in their 30s. I feel like I'm way more bougie than them now. <laughs> like, like I, I look at the amounts of money that they that they would would retire with. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want that. Do you feel the same? Have you gotten more bougie? Bougie. See, I would think bougie means you want more. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly oh, no, what I don't I'm saying. Want more. Oh. No, and as a matter of fact, like me, my husband, I go round and round about this. I, I feel like if we wanted to, he could quit right now and we could move somewhere with a really, really low cost of living and we would be fine. Um, but he has kind of this monthly threshold that we need to, to create, um, that we're on our way to creating, um, which, you know, that's what he needs to, to feel comfortable and be okay. So that's what we're waiting for. Well, I think that's what it is for me, more comfort than anything. Len, if you found the same, if you gotten more bougie as you've gotten closer? Um, well, you know what? I've, I'm totally free spending. I mean, it's been for quite a while now. I don't give anything a second thought at this, you know, on what I'm spending. But as soon as I retire, that has to change. And that's, that will change. And I, that does kind of, um, it, 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 I'm a little uneasy, but I mean, I'm going to be fine because I've, you know, me and the honeybee we're, we, we don't spend, we spend way, way below our beans. We're very, you know, we have simple tastes. Um, so, but, but still I, I'm going to have to think about that right now. I don't, if I want something, I just go get it. That, that, that's just how it is. And I want to just go back real quick. Cause you were talking about, Hey, would you go back to 17? You know, would you want to be 17 again? And I was, as you get older, you know, you do get, you know, like, like Wendy was saying, you get things don't, you're sore for longer, takes longer <laughs> to heal up and things. But you know what? I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't, you know, as you get older, you know, they have those surveys that, you know, that people in their sixties and seventies, they're as happy as they've ever been. And that's how I am too. Um, I love my, my, my father-in-law who's 78, you know, he's still to this, he always says, and I love the saying he goes, youth is wasted on the young. And, and that's, I, I kind of find that true, but you know what? It's just, it's, it's our life journey and just enjoy it the whole way. And it, it doesn't get worse. You know, you talk about getting older, but it's not a bad thing. When, 
in this piece, Len, he talks about failure and about now he can be creative and not worry about failing anymore. And that kind of hit me hard because I feel like failure is such a great boon for creativity. The threat of failure, I believe, makes you more more creative. Did, did you feel that way or did you like this idea of I can be creative without threat of failure because I have enough? Um, well, yeah, that's, it's always easier to know there weren't going to be any repercussions, but you know, um, as an engineer and I've done this for in research and development, I mean, failure is part of the game and yes, actually you learn more from failure, uh, than, than not. So when you're young, you should, you should not be afraid of failure. And that was one of my problems when I was younger too, is I was afraid of failing in just doing things wrong in life in general, but I was also afraid of failing in, in my investments and that, uh, mm. that was, you know, that held me back too. I was, I didn't invest as I probably should have. I should have taken more risks younger in life. Um, because, and I didn't because I was afraid of failing there. And again, when you're young, the beauty of being young is you can make mistakes and you have the time to recover. So, you know, relish that and take advantage of it. Wendy hanging out with here, us on Fireside says 50 is so, so young. I, I agree with that. OG. I mean, listening to Wendy and Len and the way that they've changed over their life, I feel like we talk about planning, like planning for fact flexibility is going to be so important. I'm not sure that I agree with the statement that 50 is young. Easy, man. <laughs> Easy. All you old people. <laughs> Hold on there. <laughs> oh, my aching joints and my bones hurt so bad and my throat hurts down, from man. whatever you were doing. And, you know, it's like, although I will agree, I am, I am uh, physically more tired than, uh, than I would be based on uh, some activities. But um, what was your question? Planning for sponsored by ibuprofen. Where are we going with this? This is the AARP podcast. Have you had your Tylenol lately today? 500 milligrams a day keeps the doctor away. Tylenol. Oh, man. Where all the aches and pains go bye-bye. Planning on flexibility. Yeah. And not yeah. flexibility like aches and pains flexibility that things are going <laughs> to change. that would help if you did some stretching. <laughs> that your mood is going to change. Like that uh, comedian where he just say, said he had to just do his ankle stretches because his ankle wore out. It's like now, now I have to just do ankle stretches every day because it's wore out. That's all you got to do. That's uh, a whole workout just to get out of bed. Yeah. Uh, uh, flex. I mean, I think that a couple of things that, 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 I've heard being talked about here, I think is really the most important stuff. And if nothing else has been a lesson over the last, whatever, two years or so, it's, it's that, you know, tomorrow isn't promised to everybody. And we would say that quite flippantly two years ago, but now we know, you know, we've had some recent examples of that with, with all the health stuff going on. And, and, um, you know, you're talking about time and money and the relationship between those things. And, 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 and Len talking about taking risks and, and flexibility and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I think that uh, there's more time than we give ourselves credit for. You know, the, the old adage of you can get more done over the next decade than you think, but way less than you think you can get done over the next year, you know. But also, there's no time like the present. You know, if you're thinking about being financially independent or you're thinking about uh, uh, walking away from something, I think the best course of action is do it and see what happens. 
especially now. I mean, there's everybody's clamoring for workers, right? So you've got a good opportunity to find a job if you really want one later, maybe even for more money. And, and like Len said, you know, uh, I'll take a little issue with his, with his timing, you know, saying, Hey, well, you know, I wish I would have taken risks when I was younger. The reality is, is that there's a really good chance that you'll see a hundred, you know, and if you're 50 right now, while you might feel like you're kind of on the more, more, uh, more, more, yesterday's than tomorrow's side of the equation. Um, I think you still have to invest that way. You still have to think about, you know, investing for the long term and generational investments and that sort of thing, because there is a good chance that you'll see 90 or a hundred. And, and if you've got a 50 year time horizon, what would you do? Uh, if you had a five year time horizon, what would you do? And if you can answer those questions and, um, uh, and one's different than the other. I think you got to, I think you got to make a decision. Len, how are you feeling during this? Do you need a chair? You need, uh, you need to <laughs> back massage, need some help with something. Uh, bio freeze. Well, yeah. Yeah. Some icy hot would be really good right now. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Len, the reason we're being uh, so nice to you is because, uh, today is the, uh, well, it's the International Day of Older Persons, we found out. So <laughs> we just... <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> As a guy who's a year older than me, I thought that this is clearly your day and not mine. Yes. So as long as Thanks, you're feeling... Thanks, Joe. I, this is... Hey, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I'm just... Uh, is somebody going to give me uh, the free early bird dinner at Denny's? If I get a certificate for that? It's it's so great. I think uh, I think that'll round out the first part of this discussion. Coming up right after our trivia, the second half, which is tactically now, now that we've defined the issues, tactically, what are our best ideas for planning for after work? Hey, at this point in the show, uh, this is where we have our trivia battle and our three normal contributors to the show, Len, OG, and Paula, who has the week off. So, Wendy, you're playing on behalf of Paula. They are on this uh, year-long competition. So, Wendy, do you want the good news or the bad news? Ah, uh, give me the give me the bad news first. So, well, the bad news is you are tied for last. <laughs> That with, with with Len, you both have 11, but the good news is that means you get to guess last. So you're going to get to hear OG and Len's guesses so that you'll get to uh, decide, you know, where, where you place, where you place your guess. So that's the good All news. Right, I'm coming for you, Len, for Paula. <laughs> that's fighting words. The fight's well, already started. We don't, you know, we're on the same team here, Wendy. We got to go. We got to get OG. He's running away with this. Hmm. Oh, geez. Ahead by two. <laughs> Wendy's not even buying it, Len. Sounds like, it sounds like OG got to her before <laughs> the show. Guess, I guess so. The 20 bucks was already Venmoed earlier. You missed out. You're going to get costanza <laughs> Speaking of Costanza, we've got Doug here with a, uh, with, with, well, a little rant uh, for our friend Len today on his very special day. Stackers, I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And as you now know, today is a very special day for a select older person on this panel. Wait, I, I think older is a correct word, but is it okay in 2021 to call Lena a person? I think that's one of those things we're not supposed to say anymore. Um, maybe able-bodied biped 
or uh, maybe currently able-bodied bipeds more accurate or hopefully able-bodied for a long time biped whatever like the honeybee always says use it while you got it len because who knows how long it'll last (laughs) but before all that because len today is for you buddy i can't (laughs) wait for you to share all your wisdom with us like uh, can you tell us about the time the wheel was invented that that'd be a great story or like how many sweet and low packets should i have in my kitchen drawer I know you guys stock up on those things when you get older. Uh, could, could you tell us about the time you invented fire to cook your woolly mammoth? I mean, the, the knowledge you can pass on is endless. Wait, There's wait, so much wait, we- wait. Is, 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 is woolly mammoth a euphemism? <laughs> Just let your mind wander. There's so much we can learn from Lenjo, but in the interest of time, let's get to today's trivia. Speaking of outdated things that no longer have a use in today's society. Wow. The CD... <laughs> That got hot. Oh, my God. The CD player was introduced on this date in 1982, but what year did the first CD hit one million in sales? I'll be back with your answer faster than you can rewind the tape in your sweet new Walkman. All right. (laughs) There, you've got it. I remember having one of the first Discman, Len. Len, did you have one of those? Yes, I did. And you're walking down the street and that thing's skipping every... Oh my God, it's terrible. Every- it reminds me, my, my, but my buddy had one of the first car CD players and it was the same thing. <laughs> every every turn, the, the, the CD skipped. It was hilarious. It seemed like a great idea at the time. All right, now that you got your dose of old people uh, <laughs> stories there. Uh, Wendy's going last, Len, you're going second, which means, oh gee, you are up, my friend. The first CD that hit a million in sales, what year CD player announced or uh, created in 1982? So CD player 1982, and they probably started coming out with CDs in like 97. Uh, Hey, hey, wait, hold on. Before, what are you talking about? Are you talking about like a CD album that's yes. that hit up? Okay, that's what I thought. Yes, okay. album. A single CD album, like what? Okay. Like, you know, uh, the Beatles, right? You were going to say what album it was. No. I was. It was probably it was. the Beatles. <laughs> Beatles were around in like 18 something, right? 1840, right. 1860. Doug or uh, uh, Len would know. So would Doug probably. So. I'm going to say the first album that was on a CD to reach uh, a million was uh, 1986. And it sounds a lot like Michael Jackson. I don't know. Oh, Michael Jackson, 86. Or U2 or something. It'll be something like that. You're trying to get bonus points by adding the artist in? I I think he is trying to flex here, maybe. Len, how about you, man? Well, I'm trying to think. Um, okay. So I know that my buddy had the CD in his car. That was my first year, uh, working, uh, let's see, that was 88. So I'm, let's see, I'm sure I had my CD player before that, obviously for at home. Um, yes, I did. Wait, did I? Oh, I can't remember. I think I did. We're shedding listeners by the thousands right now. (laughs) I think it was before that. I think I was in college and I think I had CDs in when I was in college. And if that's the case, uh, I think 86, 85. uh, Well, let's see. I'll say 85. 
Going with 85. Well, Wendy, 86, mm. 85 taken. Well, initially I was going to go with the year I graduated high school, which was 1989. But I think that that's too late. But I also think I agree that it was Michael Jackson. And I'm thinking it was Thriller. Mm. But So I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking that came out before 89. Oh, yeah. Way before. Not way before. Oh, yeah. No, no, not way, way Oh, before. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I remember listening to this cuts off of that when I was in working as a box boy at a grocery store. That was in, that had to be. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go with 1987. 1987. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I think that that's too late, but yeah, we'll see. But you think 84 is too early, which means Mm -hmm. you're thinking going last might not have been the boon that it is. No, no. You know, I'm I'm thinking back of like when my parents, we went down to Tijuana, Mexico, and I had to have the black Michael Jackson velvet painting, and that definitely was before... (laughs) 1989 i was in junior high so that would have been more like 84 83 yeah now you're talking see uh yeah thank you Wendy. thank you well so do, well, so do you want to go 84 <laughs> i'm gonna go with 84 yeah right. oh how dare you <laughs> hey i had to i had to talk through it i had to talk through it Len, be nice to the guests. Okay. Be nice to the guests. All right. We'd love to tell you which one of you is right, but we don't play that way. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, you know what I think about Navy Federal? I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine. And my nephew, Nathan, is in South Africa as an air traffic controller. And in Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members, many of whom go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. It's all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equalizing lender. Oh, gee, you kicked this off with 1986. The cool thing is if it was 1997 or 2011, you're going to win because you're the latest. 
We shall see. Len, you got sandwiched at 85. Yeah, I think my odds of winning just went down. Uh, but yeah, it probably is Michael Jackson. I'm sure that thriller was like an 81 or 82. It had to be. No, no, no. Because don't you remember Friday Night Live, like when they would do music videos? Like Friday Night on Videos. Friday night. Yeah, Friday Night Videos. That's it. Friday Night Videos. Thriller came on there and it was a big deal. And like I oh, can no. remember where we lived. I can remember like this is when we're I was and, in I was in high school during Thriller. I'm sure I was in high school during thr- Thriller. Right, but you're younger than me, so that makes sense. <laughs> we are. <laughs> that's, right. that's right, Grandpa. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Wendy, you've got 84 and before. So let's find out which one of you three is right. But do we back off, Doug? Do we back off the gas on on Len yet, or do we have more to go? (laughs) Oh, there's material for days. Let's let's rant about Len for a little, and then we'll uh, give you the answer. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And in honor of all the older people around the globe, we're celebrating our very own Len Penzo, a resident able-bodied biped or whatever. Hey, Len, remind us, how'd you survive the Titanic again? Is that? Anyway, what what, what about babysitting Betty White? Was she that little minx? I hope she was. Len, on this, your special day. We also forgive you for any technical difficulties you're inevitably having recording this Wait a minute. podcast. Wait a minute. The bad news about that line is that we wrote that before. <laughs> Did before, you really? Before today's right technical cue, difficulties. Right on cue, Len always satisfies. You know, Len, we'd bring you a cake, but candles at your age. And I mean, California already has enough problems with wildfires, so we're not going to contribute to that. Uh, The hits keep coming. So now that we've appropriately paid homage to our elder, let's give you today's (laughs) trivia answer. Your question was, the CD player was introduced on this date in 1982, but when did the first CD album hit one million in sales? No, Len, it wasn't Lawrence Welk's Polka Party. The first (laughs) artist to sell a million copies on CD was a little band by the name of Dire Straits writing on the back of their hit controversial song. Enough, enough. (laughs) It's my time. This is my time. Hey, Wendy set the precedent. (laughs) Writing on the back of their hit controversial song, Money for Nothing, it was their album, Brothers in Arm, that broke the milestone in the year. 1985, the old man wins it! Yes! Are you serious? (laughs) Len Penzo is our winner. Should I say it louder, Len? Say it again, but I thought Brothers in Arms was like in the late 80s, but I'll tell 1985, you. and by the way, uh, Thriller was released on November 30th, 1982. I wow. Can't. Wait, November 30th? November 30th, Oh, then I wasn't in high school, but uh, okay, but close. Well, Dire Straits was on Friday Night Videos too, so. Yeah. But but selling a, selling a million CDs, so Thriller, I, I would think, Wendy, Thriller outsold uh, uh, Brothers in Arms. I'm sure it outsold Brothers in Arms, but the CD was was the difference there. Mm. Yes, that makes no sense though. You'd think Thriller was uh, 66 million copies was Thriller. A Thriller, yeah. Wow. 
ton of stuff. Len, creeping back into it, man. Len now has 12, OG 13. Wendy, no big deal because Paul is usually in the basement in this game. So no harm, <laughs> no harm, no foul as she, as she stays at 11. And into the second half of today's discussion, this half of the show, our tactics for getting where you want after leaving your job, brought to you by Magnify Money. Wendy, you know what happens when you go to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money? No. Doug, do you know what happens when you go to (laughs) stackybenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money? You get helpful tips on a do-it-yourself colonoscopy? (laughs) None none of the above. Two swings of misses. No, you find out that those brick-and-mortar bank products you've been using every day, maybe not best in class, where Magnify Money has over 92% of all the stuff rated head-to-head, very logically, stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money, whether it's your checking account, savings account, whatever it might be, it's all there in in one spot here in the second half of the discussion we started off talking about what do you do after you leave your job what does retirement look like how do you plan for it uh, let's talk about some best practices wendy if you think about life after work kids are now gone it's just you and kurt how are you planning for that how have things changed for you well, as I said a little bit ago, I have no problem just sitting on the beach. So <laughs> so I plan to do a lot of reading, but I also have lots of things that keep me busy. I've got, you know, the, the YouTube channel and I write. And I think that um, that's just part of my nature is wanting to help people. So I don't ever think that I will stop doing those sorts of things. It may not be the podcast or the YouTube or whatever, but I think... I have a need to be involved with other people and, and helping them and empathizing with them and, and all of that. So whatever it is I do, um, it will be kind of in that vein. But I think, I think the key is you spent a lot of time though, thinking about what you want, where I feel like most people start with their investments. You're starting specifically with the goal. Yeah, we, uh, and we've kind of done that from the very beginning it is we we reverse engineered kind of you know this is what we want what do we need to do to get there how do we make that happen um so every part of our um journey these past um three or four years has been with that in mind Oh, gee, people getting ready to turn that corner and thinking about what they're doing after retirement your best tactical advice to start wherever you're at now I think you have to define what exactly it is. You know, when you're thinking about financial independence or you're thinking about retirement, you've got to set your sights on what exactly do I need uh, income wise to be able to pull that off. And uh, there's a minimum threshold. Wendy, you were talking about how that you guys have that kind of minimum number in mind before you'd be open to exploring, you know, other things. But remember that number isn't your ink. It's not your top line income because with your top line income, you pay taxes and you have debt payments and you have, you know, uh, uh, savings that you uh, take out of that. So your living expenses are often quite a lot lower. And, and if you know what that looks like, then you can start making decisions about what in that lifestyle expense number is something that's going to continue into my financial independence time. Len was talking about this, that he spends willy nilly right now, but we'll have to really buckle down. You know, my, my, my advice to Len would be, Hey, you know, start living that life now. You know, if you're, if you're concerned about it, you know, live the life that you think you're going to live in six weeks from now or six months from now uh, today. So 
the first thing I would do is, is, is get a sense of what that, uh, what that lifestyle expense number looks like, because when you have that, then you have an idea of how much money you need to get, or from that, you can get an idea of how much money you need to accumulate in order to be financially independent. What about outside income streams? Wendy, are you thinking about other income streams once you and Kurt, uh, uh, quote, retire? Oh, 100%. Our situation, we're not going the traditional fire route where we are saving, um, you know, 25 times our, our annual expenses. We're creating monthly income. So because we started this much later in life, and this kind of goes into, you know, our message for people who are maybe finding this movement later in life is that, um, you might need to think outside the box because you have less time to save that money. So for us, it is about creating income streams. So I love that idea. Rental, we've got rental properties that are going to give us, a, you know, X dollar amount. We've got Kurt will get a small pension at 55, which is going to give us another part of that dollar amount. And then now we're building these businesses that will then hopefully give us the remainder of that dollar amount. So even though we are investing for retirement and we're doing it at at a pretty good percentage rate, we don't ever intend to use that to actually live on. And when um, I forget who said it, but talking about um, generational investments, that's in the forefront of our mind. We're trying to change our family tree here and leave something for our kids. So by creating this monthly income through either passive income or business income, other income, for our retirement, we're able to kind of, you know, keep this other egg for our kids. Oh, gee, back to you. There's something Wendy said there about creating generational income streams. I feel like you talk about too often. And when I was a financial planner, I would meet with people and they'd say, yeah, I'm all set. Yeah, I think I'm good. But but I, I never felt like they were thinking beyond their own goals. Wendy's already thinking about not just what she wants and she's not there yet, but thinking about like legacy planning. That's, I think that becomes a lot more powerful. There was an exercise that I did a couple of years ago and uh, you know, you can work it out on Excel or, you know, a calculator, but I thought, you know, okay, I have three kids and I uh, would hope that each one of my three kids would have three kids which would be nine grandchildren. And then I thought those nine grandchildren would have three kids. So there'd be 27 great grandchildren. And I thought about what would be a really mind blowing, just out of this world amount of income to live on, to be financially independent. And I decided that number was 25,000 a month. I don't know why I just, that was the number I picked. And I thought, how long do I have between now and when my youngest great grandchild retires to accumulate 25,000 a month in tomorrow dollars for that uh, group of 27. And, and I don't remember all the exact particulars at this moment, but it was something like I had 110 years uh, would be about the first time that my great grandchild would be, reach retirement age. And I needed something that would pull off something in the neighborhood of about $200 million of income every year. Cause that's how much inflation would affect it. <laughs> you know, yeah, Pocket change to a guy that's, like you. That's, that's a small amount. So how much money do I need in, a, in an account to be able to pull off that income? And I remember the number being somewhere in around seven or $8 billion. You know, just, just a few 
coins. But the interesting thing that that came out of that was, so how much is that today? If I've got 110 years to work on it, and again, I'm just kind of sort of remembering it, and I've got to get to seven and a half billion. I mean, it seems incomprehensible. I mean, people look at their goals right now and say, well, I've got 20 years to get to a million. I'll never make it. I'm, I got 100 years to get to 7 billion. How much do I have to invest today? And the number is something like 250,000, which is not zero, right? That's, that's a significant amount of money. Yeah. But it's also not anywhere close to the number that you would think it would be. And, and I think the power of that is to recognize that when you give yourself more time and when you're, when you say, Hey, I'm 50, I'm running out of days. It's like, no, you're not. You've got, I mean, you work for 20 more years if you want. My grandfather worked till he was 90. You know, he owned his own business. He quote unquote worked, you know, he wasn't putting shingles on a roof. That's for sure. But, but, uh, I don't think we give ourselves enough time. And when you, when you think about it in these bigger time frames, and you, and you, expand life beyond what you might think your life expectancy looks like. There's, I mean, it's, it's just mind boggling the amount of stuff that you can do for other people or for, you know, your family or for other places that you care about when you give yourself enough, enough runway, you know? Yeah. Now I, whenever I hear I'm all sad or I think I'm, I think I'm good. My thought process is I don't think you're, I don't think you're thinking big enough and don't get me wrong. It's great to be, fine and to know that you're going to be okay right. but but man how much more power could you have could you could you wield i remember i remember doing a workshop with with a um, you know financial planning workshop and a guy came up to me afterward and said i think i'm all set <laughs> of course you are that's why you came to the free dinner um <laughs> because but, you, uh, you needed some free rubber chicken because you needed some you needed some food uh, he says, well, you know, I have $5 million and they're all in, in uh, municipal bonds and I make 6% on them. That's 300,000 a year. I only live on 200,000. I've been doing it for 20 years. I'm 75 years old. There's nothing that, I mean, it's tax-free income. Like what else could I possibly need? And that was my exact response to him. I said, yeah, you're just not thinking big enough. He says, well, I have $5 million. I said, good for you. But if you would have invested your money correctly right now, you'd have $150 million and you'd be building a children's hospital. <laughs> but I have 5 million. It's like, I know, which is awesome, by the way. But um, think bigger. Yeah, I, I love that. Wendy, is there something that you see because you're in this uh, fire community? You talk to people all the time, of course, on, on, on your show. You've interviewed lots of people. Is, is there something you feel like people are missing when it comes to what they're going to do once they retire? Well, I think they don't think practically. Um, you know, and I think that some of that is that I think we work so hard and, um, a lot of, I, I experienced that a lot of career burnout and just living that for a long time. And so you envision this retirement where you just don't have to do anything, <laughs> but that's just not practical. Um, and, and I joke and I say that, you know, I have no problem sitting on the beach, but could I do that every single day? No, I, I have to think about what other ways am I going to get fulfillment? How am I going to uh, have a purpose? Um, so really thinking about your purpose and, and what envisioning what that looks like. I think there's some balance in your planning too, because of your kids. Like, I feel like you've got this, you don't want to save everything for this tomorrow that might not happen. I don't want to put words in your mouth, by the way, but this is just a feeling I get that you also want to enjoy the kids while they're here now. Oh, 100%. That, that was a lot of it. You know, 
my my 25-year-old, when, when she was little, we were in the thick of it. We were struggling. We were building our careers. We were, you know, trying to chase this American dream. And so she didn't get the mom and dad that our little ones are getting. She didn't get, you know, being able to just leave and go visit her sister and in Phoenix and, you know, spend the day at the pool or, you know, go on all these vacations and just spend time with mom and dad doing more quality stuff. Um, and, and they're still going to be, you know, teenagers when we retire. And so it's, they're just going to have a whole different life experience. And I'm so grateful that we're going to be able to give that to them. That's, that is so cool. It wouldn't be live on Fireside if we didn't have uh, Len Penzo having trouble. Len, are you back? I think so. Can you hear me? You are, you are back. <laughs> when, it comes to, when it comes to your planning then, uh, 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 let's talk about the tools that you've used because I know that you, you obviously use, is it Excel spreadsheets? Is it, uh, yeah. it, is it, it, there's not one calculator out there you really like? Um, well, there's various retirement calculators, but they, um, they're kind of generic, but they're, they're, there's tons of them out there on the, on the, on the internet where you can just, you know, enter in how much you have, how long you think before you're going to retire, how long do you think you expect to live, um, stuff like that. And you can fill in the numbers and, and it gives you kind of an idea. Um, I have one at my work that does these Monte Carlo runs. Simulations. That, yeah. Yeah. Simulations. So, um, which is, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, just the Excel spreadsheet and just basic planning. I, you know, you can't, you can't overthink it. I think, I think you can, you can kind of dumb it down to the point where, you know, really all you do need to know is, you know, estimate how long you think you're going to live, be very conservative, um, and then pick the age you want to retire and, uh, your expected returns on your, uh, investments while you're retired. Um, and you can kind of get a, a good thumbnail idea of whether you have enough or not. You won't know for sure, but uh, sure. that's where the Monte Carlo runs come in, which is really nice because it'll run all kinds of different scenarios and get probabilities of, you know, you get like a bell curve of probabilities. So last thing from you nice. before we uh, wrap up this uh, second half of the show is uh, did you did you hear what OG said, or were you lost trying to get back? When, no. when OG, I was in the light. I was in the light, Joe, <laughs> and I found my way back. I found the dark hole there, and I'm I'm back. I'm back. The bad no, news I'm is, sorry. we're talking about you being the old guy, and I'm only <laughs> one year behind you, and and, uh, and 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 Wendy's only three years behind me. So Wendy, the light's coming yeah. for you too. So. You, you see what you guys have to look forward to? I'm trying to be the trailblazer for you. That's good. The second, the second light goes off into <laughs> hey, the. Hey, let light. me just let me just say one thing. I don't know what OG said, but let me just say how one thing I do. You know, you, you got to think about. And again, it's what and OG might have said this. What are you going to do when you retire? I mean, life is long. I mean, it's a long, long time, and you really need to. I mean, you might think you know what you're going to do. But you, you really got to have it planned out, you know, what you really, I mean, sure, lay on the beach and play golf. That, that's great for a year or two, but you're going to get tired of that. So you got to have things lined up. So, so I do, I have a few things I have, you know, I want to improve my blog. Um, but I also have two other very interesting, I have a business idea that I want to, that I want to pursue. Um, and I'll talk, maybe I'll talk about that in coming shows down the road, not 
but at first I got to get it going. And then the other thing is I actually want to try, I know somebody who works in a, a cannery or, or who cans and makes, you know, orange juice and puts things like that. And I kind of want to try my hand at, I have a, a, a couple recipes and I'm thinking about venturing off and trying canning some recipes and selling them. So we'll see. Uh, well, the piece that OG talked about was playtesting. You talked about being a free spender now, and he mentioned that you you should try playtesting being on a fixed budget, Len. While you still have a, you know, you've got a job, you've got recourse. Playtesting? What does that mean? It means backing down your spending. You talked about being a free, say, free oh, yeah. spender now, yeah, yeah. But, but, but practice it now so that it's not this culture shock, you know, Len retires <laughs> and the family goes on lockdown. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. You know, we've kind of done that. And, you know, I've talked about that in the past where we have these little drills of layoff drills, I used to call them, yeah. where, you know, would say, hey, I'm, if I'm going to get laid off and we're going to, our income's going to drop to this level, you know, what, what, is, what are we going to be spending on, you know? So, it, but playtesting, I guess, is really putting the metal pedal to the metal and not, uh, <laughs> yeah. really making it. So yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. We talk about doing that too during uh, retirement or, or take these mini retirements instead of saving it all up for later as, as well. Hey, that's going to do it for today, everybody. Let's find out what uh, is happening where all of you are. OG, we'll start with you. Any big plans this weekend? Kicking uh, off no. October? None. Um, Isn't just, that fabulous? Uh, that's hanging out. Fabulous. Yep. Love uh, nothing. Nothing weekend planned. Love that kind of weekend. Mr. Penzo, what's going on at lenpenzo.com? Well, it's a, it's a good one for all of you uh, people who get trick or treaters. This, this, what we have is uh, the 10 and I pulled my kids. Now this is an old article. This is from when my kids were, were uh, 10 and 11 years old, but I pulled them. Uh, what was their favorite Halloween treats? And uh, so I've got their top 10 Halloween treats. So if you're going to give out goodies this Halloween, you got to come by lenpenzo.com. Make sure you're giving out the right stuff. Yeah, don't give out any of that horrible candy. <laughs> but the full size makes it all better. It, no it, matter what the candy is, yes. you hand out the full size and everyone's happy. I remember neighbors, uh, neighbors we had close by that just for people on the street, those kids would get the full size because they were the they were the neighborhood kids. That was Aww. fantastic. Yeah, we have neighbors on we have neighbors in our block too. They give the big to the local kids, the just, real neighborhood kids. They, just to make you look bad. Ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but those giant bars. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, the giant bars. The giant bars. Yeah, yeah, the dude's a dentist, isn't he? <laughs> uh, he's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy Mays, thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, so much fun. I'm so glad I got to hang out. <laughs> I'm so glad you did too. And on Len's special day, you got to be here for it. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening at House of Fi lately? We're just trying to, you know, keep our videos out every single week and that's really about it. We just got monetized on our channel. So that was a big I milestone. That. Super excited about that. Yeah. Yes. Well, the videos are so good. And it looks like you guys have so much fun making them. I tell you, man, I have a face for audio. So <laughs> better you two than me. You know, it just, it's more manageable. I, it, doing an hour, an hour long podcast, it was just a, a lot. It was a lot for me to do. I have and no so idea what you're talking just, about, Wendy. <laughs> It's just much more manageable. And and it's weird. I just feel like I have a, a more connection. I know I'm not looking at anybody, but I feel like I am. I don't know. It feels like you're talking directly to me. And and by the way, we'll <laughs> link to your YouTube channel on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. 
Awesome. All right. That's going to do it for today, everybody. Uh, Doug, you've got it from here, man. What should we have learned today? I'll tell everybody what they should have learned today, Joe. First, forget traditional definitions for retirement or maybe the semantics altogether. Retirement is just a transition from working for someone else to using those same skills however you want in a way that you choose. No matter your goal, go get it, stacker. Second, it might be a good idea to test your retirement budget by implementing it while you're still employed. But the big lesson? Turns out, when I called Len, our resident elder, Joe's mom took issue with that, and now she's making me sit down for some prunes and tapioca while I listen to her whole life story. Speaking of the Titanic, I'm going down. To learn more about our guests and for more resources, you can head to our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. For more Wendy Mays, just head over to houseoffy.com. And in celebration of the International Day of Older Persons, head over to lenpenzo.com forward slash denture care and glean some age-old <laughs> wisdom from Len. Hey, Joe, just an idea, but when it's International Grumpy Day, I think we can celebrate OG. I, t- I totally agree. Next week? Welcome to the after show. This is the part of the show that doesn't exist. What happens? Hey, and let's and let's all thank Wendy for not jumping in on that big bunch of silence there. <laughs> on the pause. <laughs> I think she was coaching. Not cool. Not Wendy, cool. Wendy's like, wait, are you waiting for me to talk right now? Should I be talking? Hello? This is awkward. I must say something. That's right. There's a space. There's a space. Hey, we had uh, since it's Len's big day. We had a uh, we had a uh, a friend of ours on Instagram, eclectic esoteric, uh, sent this to us. And li- listen to listen to who must have a side hustle. This is a this is an an FM radio commercial. Check this out. On whatever I've done with it, it's sixty to ninety days. Even figure out that that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Heard enough? Is that is that that sounds exactly like Len Penzo doing commercials about house foreclosure? Uh, it did for because uh, I was you know what I was just listening going I don't remember saying that I it know. did sound like it did sound like me. Are you foreclosing on houses now, Len? No, but I swear to God, I was like, when did I t- say that? I can't even remember. And by the way, he points out that yeah, that's Sacramento radio. Wow, where Sacramento wow. comes to something. Oh wait, it's AM radio, so it must be where Sacramento comes to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the last word, but that's got to be it. I, I am I am wondering 
if uh, if at any other time, Len, you've been mistaken, and actually I'll throw this out to Wendy and OG as well, and Doug, mistaken for somebody, like mistaken for a celebrity, mistaken for um, for someone. As an example, when I was younger and I was a runner in college, I was super thin, and I had this long stringy hair before it all fell out, and uh, I would get the Tom Petty thing, which I never thought that that was a <laughs> that that was. I was like, do I want to look like Tom Petty? I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> Okay, so I will tell you, I've, I've, um, people say, and hey, they say, Bron- in the old days, they said Bronson Pinchot is who they said I, I thought you were going like. to say LeBron when you were starting that. <laughs> but then, but then, and I don't see this one, people will say Ed Norton Jr. also. Oh, I don't see that. I, do. I don't either. I, more, that's more your voice. Yeah, agreed. Oh, yeah, that's, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very much voice. How about you, Wendy? No, I'm one of a kind. <laughs> She's like, yes, I am a snowflake. <laughs> you never get that? No, I can't think of one time. Does Kurt get it? Oh, my God. <laughs> All the time. Free Friday night. Uh, Shaq. He gets confused <laughs> with Shaq. And then there's this uh, actor. I forget his name, but he was a principal in this show. And he's this big, huge black guy with the bald head and the big, dark eyebrows. And he looks dead on him. Does he do a good Shaq impression, by the way? <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> how, t- how, how tall is he? He's six, four. Okay. And, so, uh, 300. Yeah. So he's, he's a big man. He, he is a big man, but not Shaq tall though. No, no, he's not that tall, <laughs> no. but people don't know. People don't realize how really, really tall that Shaq's yeah, height is. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. He should walk into what's the what's the commercial where they've what's the pizza company that they've now named Papa a pizza John's. Papa John's. <laughs> he should totally walk into a Papa John's and request a free one. <laughs> Let's see what they do. Oh, gee, how about you? People mistake you for a, a, a podcast personality. Tom Cruise. <laughs> All the time. I see it. I see it. Thank you, Len. <laughs> Is that the mic drop right there? I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, I didn't say that I am Tom Cruise, but people have mistaken me for him. Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. 
Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.